We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hi, Blue Wire listeners. I'm Greg Olson. I'm excited to partner with Blue Wire to bring you TE1, a podcast where I interview the tight ends who have revolutionized the position. Listen in as I have raw, in-depth conversations with the all-time greats like Shannon Sharp, Tony Gonzalez, Travis Kelsey, and George Kittle. We'll explore how the tight end position has changed over the last 60 years and what it takes to be the very best. Subscribe to TE1 from Blue Wire Studios today so you're ready for the August premiere. Support for VM is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for the family jewels. Uh, Chris, let's dig the... Let's pull the curtain back a little bit. You're Greek. I'm Greek. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely way hairier than you are. <laughs> uh, how you feel about manscaping? You a fan? Do you take care of yourself or what? Okay, I know I quarantine think, might be a little rough. Just I, I think... <laughs> letting the bush grow, bro. I think everybody does, right? It's like a... No one really talks about it, but I think everybody does. I feel like you have to. It's yeah. Like, so... It's like disrespectful to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. So... I feel like it's a necessary product. That's why Manscaping has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. Could get a little messy in the <laughs> shower, I'll be honest with you. But again, I'm dealing with different circumstances. I have a sweater on at all times. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates, that's a bar, grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. Hmm. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. (laughs) That always makes me laugh. If you are listening to me right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours. 
your plus one will love it forever. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code VM at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the with the code VM at manscaped.com. Manscaped.com slash VM. Your balls will thank you later. And so will I. Because any little bit helps. <laughs> Yes, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. I'm your host, Nick Dayus, at the Lame Shows, where you can find me at Veterans Minimum, where you can find everything for the show. My guest today is going to one day be, what is it? What did we decide on? Are you my agent? Are you my manager? You, you handling the funds? What are we doing? <laughs> we spent about an hour just talking about business shit. My guy, Chris, coming back, second time on the show. Uh, last time, super successful episode. Shout out to my guy, Nick, couldn't make it today. And I know with one of the topics we're going to touch on, He's going to be tight because he was Devin Booker. Big season. Devin Booker fan, yeah. He's yeah. a big Devin Booker fan. But my guy Chris is back from that three-man weave. Chris, what's good, bro? I'm good, Nick. How you doing? Good. So what the, What are we going with? Agent? What are, what are we doing? Um, I'll leave it up to you. All right. All right. I, whatever your best interest is in mind. <laughs> Dude, we spent like an hour just shooting this shit before we started recording. And then uh, we started talking about... Because one of my favorite things about you is you're a piece of shit just like I am. And I mean that with all due respect. Because you like to dabble a little bit in some betting. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these yeah, fantasy leagues. I can't lie, yeah. Chris, if it's, if it's less than $300, Chris ain't buying into these leagues. But yo, <laughs> it's funny that, that we started talking about that because you asked about... Well, we asked each other kind of at the same time. What are we going to do with football this year? Uh, that's such a good question. As far as like the league goes. Because what we're doing is... So we have a uh, so $300 buy-in. It's the MFA league. It's like all my childhood friends. It's the only league I play in because like, we got the belt. If you look over to your left, like yeah. the belt. You know, it hasn't left for two years. You know, two-time <laughs> champ, back-to-back, three so times in the, five years. You love those bragging rights. Oh, dude. I, I know how much it upsets them. So I just like <laughs> so randomly send them you pictures. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'll send them pictures with like me fixing my meal prep and i'll have the belt in the background and now what i want to do if, it, if if i have a chance to get it in time is i wanted to order another belt so i just show up to the draft with two, belts. two belts it's in two years but so what we usually do is because you know like at the end of at the end of the football season fantasy football it's usually around the holidays and some people are tight on money and mm-hmm. whatnot and uh, the winner likes to get paid, right? Like I remember one year, my buddy Dominic was like, "Yo, I want to make sure that everyone has the money." He was like, he was coming off a championship, and the year before, it was like, "Yo, I'll get it to you in a couple of weeks." Look, we're all friends; we all know we're gonna get paid. But it's different than like you know, if you were to lend someone five thousand mm-hmm. dollars and they were to give it to you all at once, it would hit different as opposed to them being like, "Yo, I'll give you a hundred dollars a week." Yeah, it's like you're never gonna see that at yeah, once. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, yeah. Damn, so did I did I even get my money back? Right. You know, like just the, like the the mentality of it. Yeah. So what we're doing this year is cuz with all the uncertainty and the covid shit and who knows, like I'm still on the fence, bro. Do you think there's going to be football this year? There will be. Um I guess the question is 
like how much fun is it even going to be to play, right? Like what happens if a, a breakout happens on one of the teams? I feel like you you almost need to extend the Just size do me of your a favor. benches. M- move move the mic a little closer to yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. F- you, you know you could lift it off the table too if you want. Oh, all Just, right, cool. Yeah, get comfortable, bro. So I feel like you almost have to extend your benches, right? Like, what do you normally play? Five bench spots. So we do. So we're a ten man roster because we do we do quarterback, two running back, three receiver, two flex, kicker, defense. Mm-hmm. So we go six, six on the bench. I feel like you probably need more this year, uh, because if some if who knows which games get canceled and which don't. Yeah. Right. Or which players get sick and which don't. So it's like you know it's gonna be chaos yeah. when like Sunday mornings right. at eleven forty-five. Right. Oh, Zeke Elliott positive. Yeah. And, and then before like, you know, it, you're just scrambling. Yeah. It's it's like another injury element you have to account for. Like, yeah. You, that you really can't account for. Yeah. You know, I was listening to Philip Rivers. He was on a pod. He not a podcast. It was when he first. Uh, this was like early July. They were talking about the covid situation in the mm-hmm. nfl and the proper precautions and protocol he's like yo let me tell you something if if we make the super bowl and i test positive for covid on friday you're telling me i can't play yeah. he's like i've waited 18 years yeah he's I'm, like they're gonna there's gonna need to be uh different circumstances right and point. exceptions because think about it right they always say how like you could call pass interference on pretty much a lot of the plays at the end of halves but you don't, right? Yeah, Hail Mary yeah, yeah. situations, you yeah. throw it up and you just let the guys go. Yeah. And, you know, you're a little hesitant to call fouls at the end of games in NBA or sometimes you might the superstar fouls and whatnot. Right. So it's one of those things where it's going to be I'm, – I'm very intrigued. I've, I'm still on the fence. I wouldn't be surprised if at any moment they're like, yo, football is going to get at least pushed back. Mm-hmm. That would be if, – if I had to do some fantasy booking and, and sports betting – matchmaker right now i would say that the favorite for me would be that it doesn't start on time yeah but i think there's just too much money involved for there not to be a season i think they're gonna i think they they want to start on time i mm-hmm. think the, the nfl is gonna try and do everything they can to start on time and take every precaution necessary um because like you said there's way too much money on the line and some of these teams without the stadium revenue those are big hits. Mm-hmm. That's that's a big pot of money. So I think they're going to try and figure out the best way to move forward. At the same time, it's it's tough in the NFL, right? Because it's a very face-to-face contact, right? The yeah. helmet to helmet. Yeah, yeah. Your face into the other person. It's a lot literally of the opposite of social distancing. Right. It's literally <laughs> the opposite, right? You come together like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, so it's going to be, t- I mean, maybe they've, they they make it mandatory. They all wear the face guards. With I mean I don't know. We'll we'll see. They're I don't know if they've committed to bubble environment the way the NBA is doing, but that might have to be. Yo, so here's the thing with that. I think what the NBA is doing is genius, mm-hmm. and gotta give credit to the UFC because they did this first, mm-hmm. and. The issue that I have with the NFL, I don't think it's possible with the NFL because of the roster sizes. Yeah, it's you're right. I mean, that's a good point. Logistically, it makes it much more difficult. My buddy Jared, I'm getting him on the show over the next two weeks. Uh, he's just really relaxing now because he just fought in Abu Dhabi on Fight Island. Mm-hmm. And he took six COVID tests before his fight. Wow. 
and he had to quarantine. So like he went from Florida to Vegas, quarantine, COVID test from there, went to Abu Dhabi, quarantine, COVID test, did his weight cut, quarantine, COVID test, day of the fight. It's like it was crazy, but it worked with, with him and it works with the UFC because, dude, if I'm a fighter, you're my head coach. Nick's my BJJ guy. This is my main trainer, strength and conditioning guy. Right. It's like, that's it. How we many can, guys? We can quarantine in a suite in a hotel. Yeah. We're like, if I got to get a 53-man roster, that's just the players. Then I got to get the coaching staff. Let's go another 20. Then I got to get the scouts and the man, the front office people. That's another 20. Before you know it, I got 100 people I got to quarantine. I don't think it's possible to have something like that. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard, man. I mean, the I mean, MLB already had the Marlins, right? Yeah, the, the Marlins, Marlins, the Cardinals. I think have only played like five or six games. Right. In the NFL, it's almost impossible to postpone games, right? I don't know. And also, think about going back to your the size of the roster comment you made. The likelihood of someone catching it on a fifty-three man roster is just mathematically higher. Of course, yeah, you have more. Which is mathematically to, higher, yeah, without a doubt. So. I mean, I don't know. It's a really, really difficult question. And I I know they're probably trying to figure out the best way to go about it. But it's a very tricky situation to be in because you also don't want to be liable at some point. Mm-hmm. Right? Liability is a big thing. So we'll see. I also think with the NBA, why it worked is everyone that got invited had something to play for. Yeah, that, yeah that's true. Whereas, like, you're the Jaguars. Right now, you have a five-win total projected. Mm. Can't expect much. I know I've been trashing the Jaguars yeah, bad yeah, last yeah, couple yeah. of weeks. But how how disciplined can you be? Bro, you're a 22-year-old, right? Just think of this scenario. You're a 22-year-old, and you're making more money at 22 than you've ever made in your life. Some girl hits you up like, hey, man, I'm at this bar with some of my friends. You want to come through? Right. The first week, you'll be like, nah, I'm good. Uh, I got to, you know, I got to quarantine, whatever. Right. Second week, she hits you up. Third week, she hits you up. What about these dudes that are going to Vegas, bro? The Raiders. They're going to be in Vegas. There's, it's it's just the you, temptation. I think it's crazy. Look, look, you bring up all the right points, right? I'm, I'm 29 years old. I think I'm very disciplined. If I was just to stumble on millions of dollars, I'd probably act a fool. Yeah. Like most people, I mean, yeah. It's, it's now think of it. If you're twenty, everyone that's listening has done dumb shit when they were twenty one, twenty percent. And if if you haven't, you're lying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just think of it like that too. Like it was funny, my buddy Impy, because yo, back to back years, this fucking kid, he picked Pat Mahomes to win MVP, and last year he said Lamar Jackson. He didn't wager on either of them because he's a moron. But this year, I was like, yo, let's get what's the call? Because this year, yeah, I'm going to yeah. bet on it because right. you can't have this. Right. You should have some cars right now or some shit. He's like, yo, I'm thinking of picking a guy to win MVP that has a family and isn't single. And I was like, what the fuck? He's like, yo, think about it, bro. If you're like in a relationship and like you're, you know, you have a wife and kid, like the temptations of going out are a little lessened. And then as he's telling me this stuff, he's coming on next week. As he's telling me this, this stuff, I'm like, yo, for as dumb as it sounds initially, kind of makes sense a little bit. Yeah, I mean, the truth is there's less risk of a person like that contracting that disease, right? Because they're less incentivized to really to, go to out. To go out, yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely something to it. I don't know if the bookies have already adjusted odds to expect for that. I don't think most, like, you'll probably find books that haven't. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. 
Um, that's a that's actually a pretty pretty interesting point of view. Cause yo, you saw you saw with the bubble, um, who was it? Uh, Holmes, Rashard Holmes got in trouble because he went to pick up his wings. Mm-hmm. It's like he left the bubble. Lou Williams, everyone knows about that. Right. He went out to the, to right. the gentleman's club. Right. But I, I just think it's hard, man, to be able. And with the NFL, I think it's hard because the teams are more spread out. Everyone is optimistic going into the year because, like, unlike the NBA, everyone that got the 22 teams that got invited, everyone had something to play for. Everyone had a realistic chance to make the playoffs. Obviously, Phoenix. Right. Even, the, even the unrealistic chance yeah. now has a chance, yeah. right? What but, were you saying before we started recording? I, I, I saw it. I mean, I didn't confirm it, but I saw it was like 50 or 60 to 1 for them to make the playoffs when the NBA restarted. Damn. I mean, they still... They still need help to make to make it, but well, the Pelicans they won today. Have, they won today. Yeah, and the Pelicans have crashed and burned out. Yeah, they crashed and burned out. Yo, Zion looked big, bro. He did. He did. I, I think he's gonna be a battle in his whole career. I think they'll also their weight training staff has to figure out the perfect weight for him to play at, and it's hard to figure that out when you don't know exactly what kind of player he's going to be. That's right. Right. So you got to figure out what kind of player he's going to be, and then figure out the body structure the body style that he needs to have to play optimally in that style mm. so it's it's a difficult it's like you're trying to hit a moving target almost especially with kids at that young they're still growing into their know, bodies how crazy like if you I think know, of how crazy yeah. that is so yeah i mean in general he did look heavier right but he had a he had two months before everything six weeks before everything happened in the nba where he looked i know just that's the thing. It's like just dominant. It might be one of those players where it's a gift and a curse. Yeah. Right. Because he's so damn dominant. Yeah. And just bodies people. Yeah. I mean. But yo, I like, dude. When I got up to my heaviest, and I'm not comparing myself to Zion, but when <laughs> I had 50 extra pounds and I was yeah. walking around, like my lower back hurt. I had knee pains and both knees, and I know I've had ACL surgery on one. Yeah. But like now, I feel fine. You know, because I'm not carrying that extra weight, and I wonder what kind of situation that is for someone like him Mm -hmm. where like you said he's it's really a gift and a curse because he was so dominant yeah like yo people were ready to give him rookie of the year votes playing what 19 20 games he played that's how dominant he was that's how dominant yeah so again it's and i love the player i love him like he's he's, awesome he you know you can tell he has a good head on his shoulders did you buy into the conspiracy reports about how they the Pelicans' schedule was put together to try to get him to make the eight seed. No, nah, the Pelicans. No, nah, I didn't buy into that conspiracy theory. I mean, I'm sure I would have loved to see that, but um, I don't think so. It's possible. It definitely is. I mean, you never know. You're never going to know. That's why it's a conspiracy theory, right? One of one of the things that I hated the most was, I think it might have been the first game the Pelicans played. They had him on a limits restriction. Hmm. And I couldn't understand that because, bro, you didn't play for four months. Yeah, I know. So I get that you had him on that limit restriction coming into the season because he was hurt mm-hmm. and they rested him and whatnot. It's like, bro, you've been off for four months. And you're you're kind of playing for something. What we said in the beginning, how I think it's really different with the NBA bubble as opposed to the NFL bubble is because all these, the 22 teams, 23 teams that got invited, mm-hmm. it's like you have something to play for. Unrealistic expectations with the Suns and whatnot, but now they've played themselves into a scenario Six where, and where they might. Yeah, they're Six the, and the best as team of today. In the right. So going back to the thing with Zion, it's like I remember texting Nick and my buddy Josh. I'm like, yo, does Gentry want to get fired? Like, 
I, I just didn't understand it in that scenario. And you've seen it with a couple of guys, too. Like, I understand if you're Milwaukee, if you're the Lakers, where you've already clinched your seating and you don't want to run your guys to the right. ground. But then again, like, Giannis the other day, I had a ticket on DraftKings. He was like 11% owned because everyone thought, like, oh, they're going to wrestle. He's like, he got like 35 and 18. Yeah, yeah. That's Giannis. That's true. Yeah. That's Giannis. Like, he's he's such a beast. Yeah. But I mean that you've made a good point, right? Like, may, we don't have the inside information on it, but it's possible he came into camp whenever they had camp out of shape, and Gentry's like, "I can't play this guy, even if he does look dominant." We have a very outside chance of making the playoffs. He could get hurt again mm-hmm. at this weight if he's not at the optimal weight. Now, I'm, I'm, I don't know if that's a fact. I'm just saying that's maybe, maybe that could have been the reason, advocate, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's hard to answer that question. Um, they were doing it with Anthony Davis when he was a rookie a lot. Like, they were playing him very limited. Monty Williams is the coach. He's, mm. a, good, he's a good coach. Yeah, yeah, Monty Williams is a very good coach. Um, and he was doing it with Anthony Davis, same kind of reason. Like, he was constantly a, an injury risk um, and limiting his minutes, even though you could tell he could take on more minutes. He was doing it for his career in the long run. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're looking at him in the long run, right? This is our guy we're committing to, we want to commit to. I mean, you have your rookie contract, and they're most likely going to resign him another four years after that, four or five years after that. So it's going to be eight years, most likely, with Zion. Right. If you want to commit eight years and all that money to a player of that statute, you want to make sure long-term and he's good. And don't run him to the ground. And, right. So... They maybe weighed the pros and cons and said, we'll, we'll give him a minutes limit. Now, is that correct? I mean, he's a young kid. He should, I, he, sh- he should be playing, right? Yeah. But at the same time, you know, it's you can't knock him for being more conservative in an approach like this, especially for a guy who's going to be the face of your franchise most likely for the next eight years, at least, because he could be there forever. You know, I like when players stay on their t- on, on the team, the same team for... And it's up to the players, right? It's... If a player I've, wants to leave, that's on. up to the player, right? Right. He's earned that right. To, he, that player has earned that right to move on to the next phase in his career. If he's, he's played through his contract and he doesn't have a, an obligation to the city anymore, no matter how much that does hurt the city or the, the team or the fans, if the player wants to go somewhere else, they've, they've earned that right to do so. They've played out the contract. Either they're unhappy for whatever reason, and they want to look for a different employer the way everyone else in the workforce can yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's it's so strange that the the athlete gets criticized for wanting something better. But, I, like, yeah. you know, Jane at accounting, when she gets a better promotion at a different company, it's like, oh, congrats. Yeah, but the player, I don't get it's like, it. oh, fuck that guy. Yeah. He, he betrayed his city. I... A part of it probably stems from the anger of the fan base. They Fanatic, feel like bro. right. They feel like you're you're being betrayed or you're, you're leaving, right? Um, you know what I never understood? Hometown discount. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm from Astoria. They don't have a professional sports team. They, I'm from New York. And you know what it is? They they do sell the hometown discount a lot. And the only way I say to take it is if you're put together three or four pieces that are locked in for the next four years, not just because. You're expecting something to happen because yeah, a lot yeah. of times I've seen players get to take a hometown discount and they get traded next year or the year after. Yeah. I think it's on the team when that happens. Yeah. Because if I give you it, 
the one thing that I always defended LeBron James when he first left Cleveland was, bro, he gave you seven years. Yeah. And you gave him what? Larry Hughes? Yeah. And Elgowskis? Like Mo Williams, yeah. Come on, man. If I give you eight years, bro, and like that was a that was the best thing you could do for me, I understand Durant. Uh, I'll I'll let you push back on me with Durant because you had Westbrook, you were one historic Clay Thompson game away from probably winning what a game. the finals. What a game. Oh yeah, that's that's that the game biggest, si- that game six was that's the biggest what if I think of the last I, I think I jumped out of my seat every time every time I saw him pull up, I couldn't believe the it. The last decade in sports, I would say that's the biggest what if. Because if that game doesn't happen, like I think the Thunder Oh man, I had the Thunder at twenty two to one to win the finals. Uh, that year. I took them in like March. They were up three one that series. They were up three one uh, that series. Uh, the the Spurs were like still San Antonio that yeah. year. Kawhi was still with them too, and they went through the Spurs, and then they're up three one. I'm over there like, oh my god, they're yeah. gonna be Cleveland because I felt like whoever was gonna win that series would be was Cleveland win the, the finals. And I know that the Warriors fell apart and whatnot in the finals, but you take away that game six. I think. Since 2010, that's the biggest what if in all of professional sports because then Durant doesn't leave Oklahoma City. He stays. Who knows how long he stays with mm-hmm. the Thunder? Well, I don't I don't think you could like I hate that Kawhi left San Antonio or, nah, or that the Raptors, the Raptors, the way the Raptors were built. And that's you want to talk about a team that's being slept on and disrespected like they're playing. Amazing they're, basketball. They're, they're, right now, right now, first of all, Nick Nurse, I'm, I'm completely, I got to give that guy respect. He's bounced around a million different places, and he's done very well everywhere he's been, and he's worked his way up. Um, right now, you can arguably say they remind me of the San Antonio Spurs of the East right now. No matter who's playing, they're winning games. Yeah. And they're playing unselfish basketball. Yeah, and and they're acquiring the right pieces, and you and like they have good players. They like, like Siakam and Van Vliet. Those guys are good players, yeah. you know. And and the thing with with them was, if I was if I was Kawhi, and this is another thing I hate that people do, and, and I know I'm hating that I'm saying this too, but if I was Kawhi and I look at it, I'm like, yo, I just won a championship. Mm-hmm. I think there's some honor to defending your title. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, I want to go out and defend this shit. I look at the roster; everyone's on one year deals. Mm-hmm. Opt back in. Your team is going to make the Eastern Conference Finals at the bare minimum. You already know that they're going to give you minute minute restrictions. They're going to let you play 60 of the 82 games. Like, you already did that with them. Yeah. And you know all the players. You know that you can win because you did. And then after that, you opt out. Mm-hmm. The question, like, here's the thing, right? If a year with the Raptors is one less year with the Clipper team. Also, the Clippers had this whole plan mm. to build a Paul George Kawhi Leonard team and it was pretty well known that that was they were trying to do that for right. a while right um so when that plan misses they have plan B and they're going to commit that cap space to somebody else so the next year that cap space probably may have not been available for Kawhi Leonard to go there same shit that happened to us with the Knicks yeah well they spent Two years dumping cap and taking on bad contracts to right. free up the cap space for yeah. Wade and LeBron and all these guys in and 2010. And then they signed a bunch of longer-term guys. And then they yeah. they settled for Amari Stoudemire, who yeah. I know the first year and a half, he was fantastic. Yeah. But then after that, you know, I'm always hesitant when a, when a team gives up on a player like that. 
Because I think I think the team in house knows that player better than anyone else. Yeah, that's true. They see him every day in the they, weight room. They see the you every day. Room. They know your track record. They did all the scouting reports, and for them to just be like, hundred mil? Nah, you good, fam? Good. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. And look back to the Kawhi Leonard thing, right? I think you could also look at it from this perspective. He went to the Raptors. I I don't know whether he told them like whether he didn't want to be there they knew trading for him was a risk R- rental yeah a lot it, of people not even were... that it was rental maybe it wasn't a rental but they knew very likely that as a free agent he had his mind in la somewhere right right, right. he wanted to be in la like it was not documented but it was kind of an unspoken thing so ultra Trading for him already, they kind of knew that. Then winning with the Raptors, the way they all did, that that whole team has had a big... It wasn't just Kawhi. He was obviously the main guy, but right, right, they right. all had big... Nah, they did, yeah. They were, they were, Bro, you know, remember Van Vliet? I was going to say Van Vliet. Van Vliet, oh, the my. first 12 games of the yeah. playoffs was like, yo, you can't play this guy. And then yeah. after that, I think he had like a kid there in the playoffs. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he shot like 80% from three. Yeah, just like this kid, oh, Gary Trent Jr. from Portland. This yeah. kid's like, what, 60 plus percent from the yeah. three-point line. He's not... Yo, mid- there, there's something... I, I always talk about this. When I, when I look at teams and I, I go to wager on them or I make predictions to like win a series or win a championship what's your crunch time five it's game five you're down four it's 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 94 90 you're on the road who's your five do you got guys with fucking balls yeah van vliet just going at curry going at yeah like no he was no remorse yeah that's the kind of guys that i want i want dogs bro because how many guys disappear when the lights get too big across all sports Mm -hmm. it's just something about it and you just need dogs in those situations. Yeah. And that's why I think with the Raptors, and the Raptors, bro, like, everyone's like, oh, it's going to be Milwaukee. Is it, though? Look, I think it'll also be, I think it will be, it will be Milwaukee. I think the, the talent is too deep. The, the mismatches, I mean, Siakam can tr- I mean, he can do an okay job. I mean, he maybe he does a great job. I don't know on on Giannis, but I just feel like Giannis will overpower them. And I he also has a chip on his shoulder because they knocked him out last year. That's true. The Bucks were up two zero last year. That's true. The, really, if you want to think about like a big miss, the Bucks probably would have won the championship last year That's if they advanced the finals, given all the injuries that Golden State had. Yeah, it's it's very likely. That if the Bucks advanced in that series, they would have won the championship. But they didn't. They right, didn't take right, care of business. Right, right. They exploited Yanni's weaknesses. Hard to admit that because I'm Greek and I love Yanni. Oh, of course. Right? Yeah, like, I love yeah. him. But the truth <laughs> is, they did exploit some of his weaknesses. You, yo, you know what? I feel like Giannis, to add to that chip on the shoulder, I felt like there were some spots where when Kawhi was going at him or when Kawhi was taking over the game... Mm-hmm. Giannis kind of had that deer in the headlights. Like you maybe know, that moment was too big for him. I think I don't think the moment was too big. I just think he didn't build up the confidence in his shot yet. At a certain point, you need to just create some space and pull up, right? Like you can't take it to the rack. I mean, well, well a guy like Giannis actually, he could almost take it to the rack every time. But in those last three minutes, when the defense is clamped down, um, you can take it to the rack. You probably get fouled. It'll be hard to finish, but. A lot of times you got to shoot. 
And I don't think his confidence in the shooting stroke was there. And he works so hard. You can tell how hard this guy works from like the way his body changed from when he came into the league till now to all statistics improving so drastically every year. You know this guy's putting in work. And I know he was putting in work on his shot over the summer after that Toronto series. Like, and I would never discount this guy out of anything. So I think it's a process to build up your confidence in 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 those situations. It's not like you're going to build it up overnight. Um, so and that was the first year of him being like the man man like he was like really good the year before that yeah, yeah, yeah. but he's like i'm gonna win mvp you know and he did there is a different level yeah. of expectation more eyes are on you then yeah he started to become even more of a household name yeah amongst a lot of people you know what's crazy with this whole bubble thing all these teams went so hard for uh like home field uh home court I know that's and like that's no, it's it's such a it's such and you see it in the Champions League too yeah right because now the second leg and a lot of the like what's the advantage now there is no advantage yeah what, there is no advantage well that's why I think like yo I as a as a fan of the NBA I want Portland as the eighth seed. Because Portland Lakers is going to be a fantastic series. People forget that Portland was up fifteen. They're the only team in NBA history. What a what a bad side to be on when I tell you this. Right. They had a fifteen point lead in every single game against the Warriors last year, and then they got swept. So it's like in the second half of all those games. Wow. But I didn't even I didn't even know that they were up in every single one of those games, and that was without Durant too. So it's like, man. Are they good enough to really... But now, the way I think of it is, you're adding three players that you didn't have last year to that team. And that Nurkic... Nurkic, Nurkic is a and Whiteside. Melo. Well, I didn't even think about Whiteside. I was going to yeah. say Trent Jr. Well, Whiteside wasn't there last year. Right. So, you got Nurkic, Whiteside. And even Whiteside, like... Whiteside, if you just throw him out there and you're like, yo, just fucking foul the shit out of Davis. Pick up five fouls. Yeah, like... like just be like a body to bang with they're him. They're built... If you really think about it, they're they're built pretty well. I mean, I don't know who's gonna stop LeBron James. That's the thing. I mean, who? I mean, in general, in the NBA, yeah, who's yeah. gonna stop LeBron James? Yeah. It's it's very there's very few players that will give players of that caliber. You don't really stop those players. You make it more difficult. So well, I do think the history of containing LeBron James is you gotta throw multiple bodies at him. Because if you throw just one guy on him, he's gonna. It's food for him. You need to give, give. You just gotta get, keep giving him different looks. The way they did it in like that's the way, the, the way Dallas beat them. They just kept giving him different looks. Yeah, they were throwing different sometimes, guys. Yeah, at him. on the pick and roll. Sometimes they they come Stevenson, out. Stevenson, yeah, Terry, they, they would Dirk come out right, or yeah. sometimes they dare him to shoot. It wasn't like the same thing over and over again. So it made him kind of hesitant as to what to do. Now. I'm not a coach in the NBA. If I knew what to do, I'd probably be a coach in the NBA, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it's not easy. Like, you have Memphis right now in the eighth seed. They're not going to give the Lakers any any problem. At all. Because, they, I mean, they lost Jaron Jackson Jr., who's a ve- who was a very big part of what they did. And he had yeah, a great yeah. year this year. He improved significantly. That's what I'm saying. Like, just as a fan, yeah. like, if Memphis gets in, it's like, all right, that's... I love Lillard. Lillard's the man. I mean... Lillard's, yeah, yeah. Yo, he's he's yeah. been my favorite basketball player. He's, he's the man. He's the man. I want to I want to stay with Portland, uh, Portland a little bit because I did put some notes together, just like basic talking points, and I want to talk about Portland. How bad of a loss is that to the Clippers? Because ultimately, oh. if they don't make it, 
Now, Memphis is doing everything they can in their power to leave the door open for them. For anyone. I mean, it's the 8th and ninth seed get get a shot at it, right? Yeah. So now it's a play-in for sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure now it's a play-in for sure. So what happens is the 8th seed and the ninth seed will play one game. If the 8th seed wins, it's over. They're in the playoffs. If the ninth seed wins that first game, they play a second game. They get the right to play a second game. So basically, it's like... Eighth, if all the the like, it's like saying, it's like saying the eight seats up three two in the series. That's a perfect way to put that together. Yeah, yeah. So like, now they ha- I'm pretty sure now the way how tight the 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 the, uh, the win percentages are, there has to be a play in, and it's open. If the Blazers are the one in the ninth seed at the end of the day, they are going to have to beat. The, the the Memphis Grizzlies twice mm. and how hot they are and the level of experience they have I think they can I think some people have forgotten that they went to the Western Conference Finals last year they've made some playoff runs yeah. who did is, they beat oh man I'm trying to remember who they Denver they beat Denver yeah, in the second I, round. I, I, I was very surprised there yeah I was very surprised there. well that was the that's when I started coining it the the Jamal Murray where like Jamal Murray if you watch... You saw his game the other day? Yeah. Oh, man. But here's the thing, right? And tell me if you agree with this or not. I've, I've started coining it, the oh, he's the Jamal Murray of whatever, because, yo, there's days that you'll watch him, you're like, yo, this dude is a top five point guard in the league. Yeah. And then there's other days, and it's like, oh, my God, they're going to give him a super max? Yeah. They're in trouble. And it's so weird to me, because it's he's one of those guys where I don't think he's consistent enough. And he's he's old. still very young though. That's true. That's true. But like we we always, especially guys who start playing really well early in their career, you we put so much there's so much expectation on these players to keep doing that. He's been improving every year, and who knows where the ceiling is. And as a GM, it's hard to kind of figure out what that ceiling is. Right. So the question is, you're paying him to get improve into the contract. At a young age, they pay players to improve into the contract they're being paid for, right? Mm. A guy like Jamal Murray, I've seen some very big moments from the guy. Um, I love his game. I just feel like they were they they were too young in that series last year, but they gained valuable experience. They gained. I mean, I always I always feel like a team. If if you're game seven at home and you lose. I think it's such a black eye for you. It hurts. Especially I'm sure in they, the NBA for some reason. It's just something where it's just completely different. Wait, I, I, I don't, I'm not 100% sure what the statistics are for Game 7 home win percentage, but I think it's much. It's very high. Yeah. It's, it's very high if you're at home that you win Game 7. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday are coming back in the nfl please please COVID, get out of here with nfl sunday ticket.tv you can stream every live out of market game every sunday afternoon on your favorite devices plus red zone and direct tv fantasy zone channels never miss your favorite teams and favorite players no matter where you live NFL Sunday TV is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. 
visit nflsundayticket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. And while we are at it, ta-da-da, ta-da-da, ta-da-da-da-da. I'm leaving that in. If you don't like it, just learn to love it. Here we go. Deal Dash. Have you ever heard of DealDash.com? It's the best and most honest bidding site where you can win things you'd never expect to win at a price you'd never believe. They have over 1,000 auctions every day on electronics, appliances, beauty products, home decor, and even cars. Here's how it works. It's like an auction, but every item starts at $0 and only goes up one cent every time you bid. The kicker is that the auction clock restarts after just 10 seconds. That means every time you bid, everyone else has 10 seconds to answer or the item is yours. If you go ahead and buy now, Deal Dash is offering our listeners an extra 100 free bids upon sign up on top of their other discounts. You know me, dog. I love me some discounts. Go to DealDash.com and use the offer code VM or DealDash.fm slash VM. That's D-E-A-L-D-A-S-H dot FM slash VM. The Lakers, when they beat the Celtics... The the art test year when he was like, oh, Kobe passed me the ball. You couldn't believe yeah, it. Yeah. Like that happened in L.A. Um, well, the Warriors actually lost game seven at home when the Cavs beat them. Yeah, that was historic. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that was true. down 3-1. Yeah. I, fe- yeah. I feel like it was just – and then I have to give props to the Warriors that year for playing. I mean, look, it's game seven. They need to – but you got punched in the mouth mm-hmm. game five and six, right? And you just – completely taken aback now yeah and you're kind of almost like fumbling to try and figure out a way not to you're almost thinking mentality wise oh oh my god we can't drop the ball here right so it's really it's easy in a game like that when you go down in points you start thinking like oh my god are we really did we really just do this did we just let this go but they fought right to the end you know it was only took like a big Kyrie shot and that LeBron block yeah these amazing plays big time plays to really give the edge to the Cavs. So you got to give them mentality wise. They were, they picked it up for game seven. Should they have been in that situation? No, they got a little cocky. Mm. Um, but I, I, I mean, we should look it up, but I'm pretty sure the win percentage for game seven. It just seems like that. it would be something that yeah. should be yeah. the case. Yeah. Just historically, I do think that there are a couple of teams like the Sixers had a really good home record. Miami, I talk about the Miami flu all the time, bro. Like people laugh at me until like, but it's true. We, it's you true. go to Miami, you want to go out. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you're coming from like New York, bro, and you go down there, and it's like the weather still hasn't. You're just adjusting to the weather, yeah. and there's just historically the 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 Heat have a very good win percentage at home because of that. Like, yo. You pull up to Miami for game three and four. You're there for four or five days. Yeah. You're not going to fucking stay in your room the whole time. And yeah. I know now with this situation being completely different. But just in general, I think a team like Miami probably hurts them that they're in a situation like the bubble. The, the, uh, yeah, the teams that were better home teams, 100%. I mean, Whereas like now, if, if the Blazers get the eighth seed and they got to play the Lakers, if they were to play that... Under normal circumstances, where they got to go to LA, I don't feel as confident as saying now that I think 
the Blazers could beat the Lakers in the first round if they got through. They are definitely a team. Look, you'd never want to play a hot team. Yeah. And also... That happened with Golden State and uh, and the Mavericks. Yep. With the oh, Bar- man, the, the Baron Davis Golden State Baron Mavericks. Davis. Shouts to Baron Davis. Yeah. He's, a, he, he's a partner with Blue Wire here. Dude, I wish I had a podcast back then, bro. I called that series. No way. Because in that regular season, they beat them 3-1 in the regular season. Remember, and, that was a Dirk Nowitzki right. MVP year. The, the Mavs won like 67, 68 games. Yeah. They had a crazy year. Yeah. But that Warriors team was like gangster, bro. But not only fucking... that, they went on the crazy tear the last like 25 games, something like that. Like some, They won a ridiculous percentage of the games to qualify. So they were hot and they had nothing to lose. Yeah. Nothing to lose. So they played with a, a freedom with a and almost when they beat the mavericks they almost kind of let go off the gas like oh mm-hmm. we did we did what we did and like we're good now yeah um but that was incredible to watch that series everyone was playing out of their mind so that's why i think now with the blazers with no home home core like we were talking about before everyone's in the bubble and look who's gonna stop lebron nobody who's gonna stop ad nobody and who's gonna stop that the pick and roll was that pick and roll that the AD LeBron pick and roll is the most lethal I've ever yeah. seen. And but now on the flip side, if you're a, a Portland backer or you're a Portland fan, over seventy two and a half points every game that backcourt's gonna have, especially with no Avery Bradley. And like, yo, look, I know it's been cool, but if you're banking on Dion Waiters <laughs> in big spots and and you know what, J.R. Smith, I'll give him. I gotta show him love because he's been he's been through the battles with with mm-hmm. LeBron and mm-hmm. for as bad as that decision was the no the I thought we had a timeout thing at the end of that uh, 2018 finals, mm-hmm. it's still a guy that LeBron trusts or else he wouldn't have went out of his way to he bring him in. He is a knockdown shooter that is unconscious when it comes to shooting. Like he's another guy that got balls. Like, yeah, he's he, unconscious when yeah. it comes to that. Like he's had some very big nights. He opens up the floor when he's on. He opens up the floor so much for guys like LeBron James. Have I ever told you the J.R. Smith story with my buddy boss when we were in Vegas? No. So we're in Vegas for the 2016 NBA Finals. And it's, I believe, game five. J.R. Smith was over 11.5 points. I think it was like plus 140. Boss bet him. Boss put like a good amount of money. Let's uh, keep it quiet to protect Boss from anything. But, dude, he has 10 points in the first half. Yeah. Boss is losing his mind. Bro, he didn't score the rest of the half. He didn't score the rest of the half. <laughs> oh, my He's God. He's passing up open threes, and Boss is just yelling. Now, mind you, we're in we're in Vegas, and there's a lot of Warriors fans because it's not that far away, California, right. from Vegas. So right. there's a lot of – and they're looking at Boss like – Boss is like, shoot it, you dumb fuck. Oh, my God. Boss is hammered, too, because over there, the games are like at 5 o'clock, 5.30. The the one game ended was 7.30 over there. So we came fresh out of a pool party, went straight to the sports book. We're hammered. There's pizza everywhere. He's just yelling. He's cursing at him. So every time I think of J.R. Smith in the playoffs, outside of the timeout, that's the first thing I think of. Ten (laughs) ten points. (laughs) He he didn't go out after. He's like, bro. He's like, I still have money, but it hurts so bad. Yeah. That just happened. Oh man, I love it. I love it. Have you uh have you been to um 
Have you been anywhere with uh, this quarantine stuff? Because I know you're always, you're probably on like your ninth vacation right now. Right? I was actually in Miami. Oh, that's right. You were in yeah, Miami, yeah. you subtle Yeah, bitch. I left. I, I dipped. I was like, I can't be here anymore. I appreciate the invite, too. You're like, yeah, yeah bro, just pull up. We got a spot for you. Yeah. Like, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was June. It was like right in the beginning of June. I had a couple of friends who were down there. Uh, one of my good friends is uh, engaged to a girl down there. They met in New York. And then another one of my friends is dating a girl down there. Um, Smart guys, I got to tell you. Yeah. Great girls and down there. And they're like, hey, like, they were down there. Before when you know when everything kind of went down, so they just stayed down there working from home, and I could also work pretty much from home from anywhere. So I'm like, all right, there's no reason really to be in New York. Everything is completely shut down. Um, so like June second, I'm like, I'm gonna go for a week or eight days. So I went there for a week. I wake up on the morning <laughs> that I had to take the flight back to New York. You just stuff by your face. And I'm I wake up and I'm laying in the bed. I'm like. What the hell? I'm like, what? I gotta be. New- I'm gonna be in New York in like six hours. I ain't going back. <laughs> I'm not going. I'm staying here. So then I just. I didn't even show up to the airport. I didn't even change my flight. I was like, I'm just gonna book one way ticket at some point. Whenever I feel like going back, and I ended up staying to like Fourth of Ju- like right before Fourth of July weekend for almost like f- almost five weeks. I stayed. Jesus. So and it was nice. Like it was everything was open. Like I got back, got tested to be safe because right, it's right, not right. about. It's not about. I mean, we're young and yeah, health, yeah. healthy, right? Healthy-ish, right. I guess you could say. Um, and less of a risk. It's, all, it's about the people you're around. Uh, absolutely. That it matters more for, right? Yeah. So I was careful when I got back. I tested everything. And, you know, luckily I was clean. But um, it was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was like it, it felt nice to be normal for a bit. You know, like they were. it was normal within reason. Mm-hmm. There were certain spots, obviously, that were weren't really adhering to it, but there was a lot of spots that were that were trying to be as uh, as conservative as possible and having fun within reason. So, but it was just nice to be out at restaurants and to be out at you know boat parties and like that was a lot of fun, right? It, it, you could boat parties were cool because they had restrictions on the number of people you could have on the boats, but mm. they kind of got easier on it. And you're pretty much quarant- like you're, the people you're quarantining with are the people you're hanging out with every day. So if one of them catches it, you're gonna catch it. But if you're hanging out with the same people, and it's it's less. Yeah, of a- it's more. Well, that that's sort of like a bubble theory, right? Right. You're around the same people all right. the time. Because I was supposed to go to to Vegas this weekend coming up, but one day they're closing, one day they're not. There's books are open, then close. I had a it's, friend who just came back from Vegas. It's just uh. It's just crazy with that, man, because I really wanted to do the, the super contest. Mm. But I know DraftKings is doing a super contest, too. Same thing. It's, uh, it's five picks against the spread every week. And, you know, it's it's something I've been thinking about for a long time because I, I'm, the last four years I've been archiving my picks. I'm like close to 60%. That's good. You know, that's like a consistent number. Like, because I've had the first year that I did it, I had like 72%. But that's an outlier, bro. You're, mm-hmm. you're not going to do that every year. Mm-hmm. If I did that every year, I'd be like, yo, Chris, hand over some money. Let me just invest. You, you into okay. investing? I got you. Hey, but, you give me, if you show 70% hit ratio on, on those odds, yeah, I, you don't have to ask me. Bro, I'll, if, I'll, if, I'll give it right if, to you. If I could do 55% consistently every yeah. year. Think about it. 55%. That's what professional betters aspire for. Yeah. You know, when you counter the when you count uh, account for the VIG and whatnot or the juice, whatever you want to call it. Like, 
so think about it. Seventy percent is is like what a C a C minus in, in high school. Seventy yeah, percent is an A plus in sports, but you know. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it was something that I was thinking about doing for the longest time, but now with with, with all the craziness, I guess I'll just gotta push it back another year. But going back to what you said about you know being in Miami and being around the same people, that's why I think with the bubble it's gonna work because it's easier for you to monitor everyone, mm-hmm. right? And going back to the Blazers as well, man, the Blazers got like nine guys that you could throw out and you're confident in. Yeah, eight. they they play a tight eight eight nine man rotation, which yeah. is and also. They've been playing playoff basketball from the moment they got there. Other teams are kind of just like, all right, let's make sure we're we're back in shape. Everything Le- is. LeBron made that comment. He goes, "Yo, I've never been in the situation where I'm we're ahead. We've clinched the first seed, and you have other teams playing, really playing for something in a bubble environment. It makes it much more difficult to get up for games. It's not going to be difficult to get up for a playoff game, but you have to keep the mentality of all the players on the same page going mm-hmm. in. And the Blazers." They're the only team, I think, of the teams that are that might make the playoffs, who would give the Lakers a real a real problem. I mean, I still think the Lakers are going to win. Me too. Yeah, I don't want to get it twisted. Right. Like, and, and I've also I've been hyping them up from like a betting perspective. Right. Where they were eighty to one odds, and I was like, I think that's a little crazy. Yeah. Because of the situation where there's no home court, the Blazers are playing really good basketball yeah. right now. You said they were hot. I think they're healthy. Also, I think yeah. it's something that. As a guy, Nurkic older. looks good, man. Nurkic is a baller. Nurkic, Nurkic is, is a baller. And, and yo, you know who I like? He's going on me a lot. Collins. I think Zach Collins, Collins is like. So I saw them run a lineup with Zach Collins at the four. Yeah. And and that's that that really hurt the Rockets. Yeah. Because they play Zach Collins is like six foot eleven or six foot ten and with a big wingspan and he can block shots and he's he has decent stroke too. You, you know. My favorite thing about him is that he just seems to be in the right place at the right time too. He's a smart like, player. He's a smart, he's a player. smart basketball yeah. player. Yeah. The young players that they have on their team have grown into good roles. Like like this kid Gary Trent, they were talking about him. The coach and Terry Stotts talking about him. It's not a coincidence that he's he was ready. Like he puts in the work apparently, um, and I believe it. I can see he's always ready. He's, his mentality every time he catches the ball is like, "Give me the ball. I want to shoot. I'm ready. I'm ready." You know, you kind of see that in the mannerisms of players. Other players that get the ball and they, you, they tighten yeah. up a little bit, and he's not doesn't look he doesn't look like that. He's like he's ready to he's ready to ball. Um, you know Lillard and McCollum are always ready to ball, right? And Nurkic, look, they're gonna give a tough time to teams in general because they can play big and they can play they can play the small goal they, the small ball game. They can get into a shooting contest with guys like Lillard and McCollum, and they they can also. I think it's going to come down to the shot, the quality of shots they take. Yo, I think, I don't know, I don't have Lillard's numbers in front of me, but I think he could be an even better three-point shooter percentage-wise if he didn't take so many of those, like, logo Logo Lillard. I know he hits them, but, yo, from watching them, and I made a financial investment in the Blazers, something small because the odds are just crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, like crazier thing. It's been a crazy year, bro. It has if been. Is ever going to be an eight seed to do some craziness? Yeah, it's it has been an unbelievable. I can't even. So so Lillard hits a lot of these like bailout four seconds on the shot clock threes because he knows he could hit it, and it seems like his teammates are comfortable with him taking those yeah. shots too. Yeah. But I feel like he's a guy who his numbers should be higher from a three-point perspective 
if he didn't take all those shots. Look, it's I don't know statistically. I know I'm yeah. nitpicking, right? right. I don't know. I don't know. Like I, ha- I don't know what the percentage is of the shots that he takes beyond what a reasonable three point shot is, and that he hits that he doesn't hit. Um, all I remember is the shot he hit against Paul George. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> like, what did you think about that beef between? You saw that stuff, yeah, Beverly. I saw oh that. yeah, you said that in the group I chat. I saw that. Yeah, look, I loved it, man. I l- 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 they were chirping, and Lillard had the the perfect talk back. I mean, and then what about the next day? Josh, fifty one. Yeah, yeah. If I, this is you can't. That's why I love this guy. His his mentality is something completely. And we spoke about this last time I was on the cast about guys from non-target schools who make it big. They just have a different chip on their shoulder. Yo, I'm always pro small school guy. Yeah. When I look at quarterbacks in the NFL. I love dudes that come from small programs. Think about it. Until Tua, there's never been a really good Alabama quarterback. Never any good Michigan guys. Even Ohio State guys. Like, It's because you're playing with five-star recruits everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, How good are you? That's why I like Drew Brees, Purdue, Boston College, Matt Ryan. Yeah, Even even Brady. Brady was Michigan, right? Brady was Michigan. And, and, but it, it took a lot for him to get through that program. Yeah, it, yeah, it wasn't, yeah there it, was a guy, yeah. uh, Drew Henson or Hanson yeah. was... He was like a, a baseball prospect too, and he was going to play quarterback for the Cowboys also. But you just look, you know, like, yo, Pat Mahomes, Texas Tech. Prior to that, that conference, the Big 12, was looked at as the video game conference. 68 60, 55 45. It's like, yo, no one plays defense there, right? Bryce Petty's of the world mm-hmm. and shit. And now you're looking at like Baker Mayfield comes in, Pat Mahomes comes in. Now I'm not comparing the two, but it's right. just telling you that now it's Kyler Murray. It's guys coming from those systems, and I know Oklahoma is a big, big school, but like Texas Tech isn't a a top five program in the country, but mm-hmm. top ten program in the country. So it's just something about the small school guys like yeah. Weber. And uh, I was listening to Colin Cowherd today, his opening rant, and he was saying like, "Yo, if Lillard went to Duke and played on the Knicks, how bigger of a star would he have been?" Because of the college sports is the only, like, um, I don't want to call it minor leagues, but it's the only profession, sports are the only professions where when you come from the college system, you kind of come into your new job as a professional already established as a star. Mm -hmm. So, like, Weber State, I still don't know where Weber State is, (laughs) be completely honest with you, but when I hear Weber State, I'm like, oh, Damian Lillard. So I like that. Even, yo, even CJ McCollum, he went to Lehigh. Yeah. It's an Ivy League school, I think. Dwayne Wade went to Marquette. Yeah, it's like these guys are not coming from these traditional powers. And I think there's something about that, man, with the chip on your shoulder. And I loved what he said. He's like, yo, bro, Paul George, you you don't, you run away from the grind. Wasn't it Kawhi Leonard, San Diego State or something like that? San Diego State, yeah. So I think it, it, it applies to the potential superstars. In the small the target schools, because those guys have the mentality, they have the talent. For some reason, they slip through the cracks in the recruitment process, but it's all there, and they're making big strides out of small school in smaller programs, and they're getting some national coverage, some national level, but they're being discounted because they didn't get drafted by a bigger school. You know how many guys I've spoken to that either went pro. Or they didn't go pro, but they went to like a D2, D3 school. 
or they didn't go to like your Ohio State's mm-hmm. Clemson's of the world. But it wasn't because they weren't good enough. It was because, yo, I didn't want to leave home. I had a girlfriend. I mm-hmm. wanted to, you know, I had a kid and I wanted to stay close to home. My mom was sick or I just didn't want to leave the state. There's a lot of dudes like that, bro. So that's why I think if my mentality was always, and it still is now, if you're talented, you'll be discovered mm-hmm. no matter what it is. Like if you're good, they're going to find you eventually. Yeah. And I think with, with that athlete, it's a different, the chip I think is a real thing, man. Like, yo, fuck Duke. Fuck UNC. Mm-hmm. You didn't recruit me? I'll right, show you. I'll show you. I'll Here, show you, yeah. Get these buckets now. And, it, and it, it's the mentality that like the, it has, like the, the player has to have that mentality. And you also have to have the, I mean, the ability to do it, right? right? Because there's a lot of players who are talented in every sport and they don't reach the top of their career for a number. Maybe they get injured. Uh, maybe they've just relied on their ability, their whole career. You know, there's who knows, right? Uh, but then the players who have come up and have that chip on their shoulders are working so hard every year and are motivated every year, regardless of how successful they've already become, to keep improving and keep getting better. And uh, I feel like that chip on the shoulder from coming from a non-target school and being discounted by bigger programs, pretty to like to think about it to what the, how the player feels, right? The player feels like he's good enough to be at a big program. Mm-hmm. Now, now, I'm not saying they didn't want to go to like, he didn't want to go to Weber State. Maybe he wanted to go to Weber State. I don't know. It's possible, but let me just they, look up where Weber State is. By the way, <laughs> go on. So the point is, Damian Lillard, right? For example is the kind of player who wanted to show those big programs that he was good enough. And look at the players, some of the players who get picked, who get who, who don't get drafted, the position they expected to get drafted in. Those guys have a chip on their shoulders too. Dude, I love nothing more than going all in on guys that fell in drafts. Like, when you're expected to be a top five pick and then you fall to, like, 17, mm-hmm. like, that's a shot to your pride and your manhood yeah. and your ego. And, like, there's some times where guys get humbled by that. Yo, Derwin James. Derwin James, the year he got drafted, I bet on him to win Rookie of the Year. And PFF and a lot of other outlets had him as Rookie of the Year. It ended up going to Darius Leonard from the mm-hmm. Colts, who had a fantastic year as well. But... I remember Derwin James, bro. He's getting interviewed, and they're like, "Yo, how do you feel like you're going to the Chargers?" He's like, "Honestly, I'm kind of pissed off right now." Where everyone else is like, "Oh, all glory to God, yeah, yeah, thank yeah. you to yeah. everyone." Like, you know, the generic PC. He's like, "Nah, man, fuck that. I was supposed to be the. I'm the. I'm the best player in this draft. I was supposed to be a top five pick, and now I fell. Y'all go learn." And he's, I think, him and Jamal Adams are one A, one B as far as the best safeties in the league. Mm-hmm. So I love those kind of dudes that fall in the draft. Yo, Lamar Jackson. He's like, yo, they gotta get a Super Bowl. There's out of a me. chip. That. There you go. There's a chip right there on your shoulder. You can't be a quarterback. Yeah, he can be a quarterback. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was, I was, I was never a be a wide receiver guy. I thought that was dumb. I just didn't see him as a quarterback. And I mean, shit, I'll take an L on that one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'd be a hypocrite right now if I was like, well, he can't throw. It's like, well, yeah. that's just not true. You're an asshole. For, for me, I like to take the player side and let's say, you know what. 
Yeah, go do something. Go do it. Everyone's doubting you. That's kind of sports in general, right? You're going to have doubters all the time. Go prove it. Go put the work in and, and show everybody. And uh, that's I think that's what we all kind of love about sports in general. Um, and I love to see when players get criticized and they just come back the next year or the, and they're just showing everybody why what they said was very, very stupid. It, it makes... It's almost satisfying to see that because you're like, all right, you, you root for those players. Mm. And a guy like Lamar Jackson, you know, it, it, you, you could tell. Every, I mean, I, I can't, I don't remember not, ter- I don't remember a day where I turned on SportsCenter and I didn't, I didn't see them criticizing his throw, his throwing, like Dude, whether, whether he cri- could or whether he couldn't. They're criticizing him now. Yeah. Like, oh, he's 0 2 in the playoffs. Yeah. And I don't mean anything, I don't mean SportsCenter. I mean, in general. I know. Like, but even the talking yeah, points. And, like, there was always that stigma. And he goes, all right, I'll show you. Maybe at that point, his throwing wasn't there where we're supposed to be but he put in the work and he's putting in the work he's the kind of guy who's going to keep getting better well you have to nitpick at something right isn't that right. just how right. it is to, yeah it's to have something to talk about he's a hot topic you want to talk about him what do we talk about uh, what are you gonna yeah. do you're just gonna talk about how great he's been yeah it's boring so how do you stand out you say that you know he's all two in the playoffs it's like well you know he's thrown for more touchdown passes uh in in the amount of games that he's started Right, because he only started six games in his rookie year mm-hmm. to to what he played last year. Do more touchdown passes in those first twenty whatever starts than like Pat Mahomes. He's accounted for more rushing yards than Saquon Barkley. Right, he's done all these things. It's like, well, he's zero two in the playoffs, though. Yeah, it's like, all right, look, I still, I still think the best way to stop Lamar Jackson is get a ten point lead, because that's something that hasn't that's been the issue. Yeah. Every time that they've lost has been like, yo, they fall behind. Yeah, it's just. But when they're up, yo, I think when they're up, they might be harder to stop than the Chiefs because he could do all his funky shit and play action. It's just so much more. And then on the reverse side, the Chiefs are the one team that what they're down is probably the one team you don't want to be playing. Yeah, it doesn't even matter for them. Yeah. I mean, that game against the Texans last year in the playoffs, what were they, 24-0, what was the score? 24-0, yeah. And by halftime, what was the score? They were up. They were up 10 (laughs) points, I think. (laughs) Like, what? What? (laughs) I know. I know. Dude, I want to end with this because uh, we could go on and on and on and on. I'm going to throw a curveball at you because mm-hmm. I know you have a boner for both of these guys. Mm-hmm. Giannis versus Luca. I want you to answer two questions for me. Okay. Over the next five years, who would you want? And over the next 10 years, who would you want? Now, mind you, there's a four year age difference between the two of them or five. I think it's five. Over the next five years, it's going to be Giannis for sure. I'm looking at it at a GM perspective. Or yeah, yeah, like like you have open draft, everyone's available. Okay. I'm a GM. Yeah. Um, I'd say Giannis right now for the next five years. If I'm committing 10 years, it has to be Donkage. One, because he still has the years left in his rookie scale contract. Mm. So I can build team. I can build a team around him. I can experiment more with the team and figure out what we really need to complement him. And you don't really need a lot to complement him. He's that good of a player. Yeah, he's yeah. that good of a player. So if I'm committing ten years today. It's gonna be Luca because of the the amount of years left on his rookie scale contract. If it's gonna be five years, it's it's Giannis for sure. I feel like Luca is the kind of guy that can make. Remember Steve Novak. 
on the Knicks. I do remember Steve Novak. Like, Steve Novak was a guy who was like, mm. But then when he had, like, that one year where he had some, like, good... Where he was lights out from the three-point line. Yeah. Like, he was, like, a 50% three-point shooter. Yeah, he was like Joe Ingles. He looked like... He looked like... He was like, this guy shouldn't be playing basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... And Joe Ingles loves that, by the way. The fact that, like, he's a baller, too, man. I got to give it up to that guy. I saw... uh, I saw a great tweet from someone... They're like, yo, Paul George got to shut up because he got the bag stolen from him by Joe Ingles. Oh, my God. Oh, what a black eye. Dude, if I was a GM for whatever team I was having an interview with with Paul George, like, yo, look, I know you want the Supermax, but, like, I'd have a cardboard cut out of Joe Ingles. <laughs> oh, like, my yo, you God. Gotta, you, gotta give, you wouldn't sign with me, obviously, but I'd be like, yo, you got to give me a little bit of leeway here. Come right, on now. Right. But, yo, I think Luca is the kind of guy who can elevate everyone around him to – from from average to good, from mm-hmm. good to great, from great to elite, because like yo, he just he has everything in his arsenal. Yeah, man, already yeah. he's I got his, so much. In his his arsenal. one flaw is, and I don't even think it's a flaw anymore, because there's like twenty five step back threes a game now in the NBA, where that used to be like a dope ass move. Like yo, mm-hmm. remember like even five years ago when someone would do a step back three, you're like oh shit, that was popping. Now there's like seven of them a quarter. Yeah, everyone is doing yeah. it. Yeah. And I, I feel like Luca sometimes, because he's so lengthy too, he gets a lot of separation. But he, that's that would be the one thing I'm nitpicking, and I know I'm being extra with that because he does hit some of those shots. But I like, I would probably go with Luca. Over 10 years? Over five years? Over five years. You take Luca for the next five years over Giannis how, over the same period of time. How, how close to Giannis' ceiling is Giannis? Or is this his it's, ceiling? No, he's not close to his ceiling yet. You don't think he's close? Okay, so no, because be I believe counter. I believe that he he's putting in the work again. He's the kind of guy who puts in the work. He's improved every year. Will he develop a knockdown three point shot? Maybe not. Maybe maybe not. I mean, I'm not one to determine that, but I know he's going to put in the work and try and get there. His free throw percentage. Look at his free throw percentage increase. That shows he's putting in work into his shooting motion. If he can improve that and be a three-point shooter at the a, a level where you can't just leave him open the way some teams do, that opens up the game completely for him now because he's going to be the lane's going to be much more open for him at that point. Right? So especially if he can if he get if he gets that little like pump fake, take one hard step to the right or left and a pull up, he can get if he can just be lethal from the mid-range, and I, and I know the mid-range statistically is a bad shot, I just mean it being a threat. He's going to get to the rim so much easier. Mm-hmm. And um, I think he will improve over the next... I mean, when he's going to hit his ceiling, you know, at a certain point, how much more can you really improve every day, every year? It was like a year where LeBron focused on his post-up, and then he put that in his arsenal. Like Kobe was, you know, God bless Kobe, right? He did it every year. He was improving yeah. every year. You know, he was just that that mentality that he had. Um, and Luca, boy, I watch him play sometimes, and I he pulls bags out of his he pulls tricks out of his bag that I, I'm like, I don't know, why did you even like how? Like, first of all, he doesn't look athletic. He doesn't at all, and and, and that's well. He's a, he's a year old white dude, right? But <laughs> the, the truth is, 
he it doesn't matter because he's getting to the spots yeah. he wants to get to. He's playing his defenders on a string. Yo, doesn't he look like the kind of guy that like just chugs Coronas and smokes cigarettes at halftime? Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> just the, the the prototype yeah. 1980s hero dude. Yeah, right. He just gets buckets. Dude, I remember I remember when the debate was going on about him and Aiton. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it was Aiton Bagley. And then Luca, and then everyone knows about the trade. Yeah, Trey Young. Yo, I remember telling everyone, like, yo, I think it's Luca, like, without any debate. Yeah, again. Because I, that was the first Euro dude I was able to watch, actually. Like, Porzingis, I watched highlights. Mm -hmm. I actually watched him because he was playing in the second best league in the world. Mm -hmm. He was the MVP of that. He was, what, 18, 17, 18 years old? Yeah, he won. Yeah. And I remember they play the Champions League similar to soccer. They play it in basketball. And my dad watched because, like, there's, like, two Greek teams that are mad good in basketball mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Like, the last, like, 10 years, they, like, Olympiaco and yeah. Panathinaiko are, like, yeah. nasty. Yeah. So they're in Champions League all the time. So my dad will watch the games. It's it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. It's a Tuesday. I'll be like, yo, watch this. So that dude just stood out. And then when you think of it as, yo, he's playing in the second best league in the world. It's all professionals. I feel like that shit mattered to me. And also, I just it think it's, it's a guard league. Like, Look, I'll always take a guard over a big. Dude, what happened to Carl Anthony Towns? I mean, he's still putting up numbers statistically. But just, just from this perspective, right? Wasn't it like last year? Maybe even this time last year or, or two years ago where uh, blank draft, you could draft any player to build a franchise with. Right. And like all the under 25 rankings or under 23. He's like, one of the top three. He, he was like... I would say unanimous by many people. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like... I think... Product of his environment, too, because... Yeah, that definitely didn't help the coaching changes. Right, right, right. Jimmy Butler's situation wasn't for him. I love Jimmy Butler, too. Like, another mentality guy, right? You know, there's there's something to be said about guys that are and aren't about their shit. Right. And, like, Carl Anthony Towns, he streams on Twitch... And, like, Ben Simmons, they play video games and shit. And, like, Jimmy Butler's north of 30. And he's like, yo, I'm trying to win now. Mm-hmm. Those guys are like, yo, I got 10 years to catch up to you. Like, I'm good. Let me just live it up yeah. now. Let me make my money. Let me have fun. Yeah. Look, I know. Look, those, obviously, to get where they've gone, gotten to, they've, they've worked really hard. And they deserve everything they've gotten. Um, a guy like Carl Anthony Towns, he has it in him to be a, a great a, a great he definitely does I, I think we have to give him a little bit of a of, of a discount because the whole situation that happened in minnesota with thibodeau and and jimmy butler just didn't work out for him and for the team um and i i think he wants to really work hard and be that be be the face of the timberwolves and really 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 put that team on his back and we'll see what happens now with with andrew wiggins not being there i i don't even know how that's We'll see how it works out. Um, truth is, oh man, I'm go. I keep going. I keep going back to your Giannis Donkic question, and I, I think I'm sticking strong with it. I'm Giannis the next five years, and it's Luca the next ten. That's fair. I don't think it's a career. I I do think though that I think it's them two to start your list though. If you're gonna pick a player for the next five, and then yeah. Well, maybe maybe if you let me let me add some more context to that. Maybe if you do like the under twenty five thing, mm-hmm. like young guys, because I would still probably take like Kawhi, 
or I'd still probably take a player of that caliber. But man, I just think that the gap between like Luca and and Giannis to like the LeBrons and and the Kawhis of the world, it's not that wide of a gap. You know the Mavericks have the best offense in the league, right? Like they When I was reading those advanced analytics stuff, I was like, "What?" Yeah, they're they're he's so good. And like back to the Aiden thing you were saying, we spoke about this briefly last time. And then you got to you got to go into the mentality of the Suns at that that point in time. Yeah, you're right. You mentioned that too. Like the the Suns hadn't had the best drafting record. I mean, they hit out of the park with Devin Booker, obviously. Right, right. But another guy who went a little later than he expected. Yeah, coming out of Kentucky, he was right. sort of he was all coming off the bench in Kentucky. Yeah, I remember Boss was like that was one of Boss's my buddy Boss one of mm-hmm. his better calls. He was like, "Yo, that kid's gonna be the best pro uh, coming out of that he's team." A, he's a baller. There's no and he has mentality too. Yeah. Um, but what were we just saying? You were talking about them drafting Aiton. Oh, dra- drafting Aiton, right? So the Suns had been. The scouts have been to all the games for Aiden. And every draft board had Aiden as a safe first pick. Right? Most draft boards did. Um, So, risk, less downside risk versus the European kid who plays in a different league. Yes, I agree with you. The competition is the second best competition in the world. Yes, he was doing things that no one else the could do. The competition was better than the NCAA, man. Look, you're probably right. I mean... It's professionals. Look, the point is, the scouts, most likely, were not over there watching those games as much. Maybe hearsay. The scouts, the scouting department in Phoenix was probably at more of the NCAA games. Ditto for the second pick. And ditto for the third... The, 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 who was it? I think it was... Dallas moved up to three to take Donkage, or was it? Yeah, reverse? they traded with, with Atlanta. Right. So, you know, you had two picks go before him, and they were just viewed as safer picks in programs they already were comfortable with. That's fair. And and, and look, Aiden, you can't see he has a, he, obviously he has not had the career and the impact Lucas had, but he was like nineteen and twelve last year, in his second year. Like that's. Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. So, yeah. Did it? Did he end up being... Who knows? I mean, they're still young players. You know, Aiden could end up improving more. Yeah, isn't it crazy that we kind of give up on dudes that are 21, You can't give up on these kids because you never know. Like, you, these, like, they're putting in the work. They're getting better. You, the ceiling for them is their own ceiling. Mm. You can't put a ceiling on these kids because it's their decision to be as good as they want to be. Given injuries and you know guys like Brandon Roy, like you feel bad for yeah. guys like that. Well, right? those are like I always hate when people are like, "Oh, he's a bust. That's a bust." It's like, nah, yo, it was you, not a bust. If you play ten years and you sucked, then you're a bust. But if you get hurt and that derails your career, you're not a bust, man. Yeah, like I don't think Odin is a bust. It's not Odin fair to him. Hurt. It's not fair to him. It's Greg not, Odin yeah. got hurt. It's not fair to be labeled like that because. His body just kept breaking down. Yeah, and if you look at at the time, center was still like you needed a center, right? You had like the Shacks of the world were still Dwight Howard was yeah. running wild. Yeah. So even like uh, who's the guy on the like Andrew Bynum? Remember Bynum was a thing for a couple. He of was years a monster too? for a couple. Yeah, years. he was a beast, bro. Yeah. So you were looking at the landscape of the league at the time, and you were saying to yourself, "Yo, I need I need a big." Mm. So it made sense. Well, we also got to throw Joel Embiid in the equation. Yeah, Embiid. 
I love his. I love that player. But wait, throw him in what equation? As not play, the Luka Giannis. Look, you. He's a player you'd want to. Well, I with his, okay with his injury history. No, I just think no. I, I oh, man, I, I strongly disagree. I think he's fantastic. Yeah, but I think those guys are on a different level than him. I also think I love the other two guys. Maybe I'm a I'm a modern NBA fan, but I love the ball handler and, and the guy that could create his own stuff. Yeah, true. That's, that's where they're different. That's true. I just feel like Joel Embiid can be the most dominant player in the NBA when he wants to be. He, he needs to know that he can be that player. He can, he can just take over games whenever he wants to. They don't have a chance to make noise now, right, with Simmons being out? No. Yeah, it's quiet for them. No. I, they they can make some noise, but do you do you split them? Do you try to? Because there's been talks about that. Oh, for the, a Ben's, while the Ben Simmons and Simmons and uh, like again, like you know where Simmons would thrive in a team like Denver with the offense around him. Yeah, the shooters, all shooters, bro. Yeah, Philly doesn't have many amazing spot up three point shooters. No, nah, they had uh they had Shamit. They gave him up for nothing. Uh, I got, mean they, they gave lost him up for Tobias Red, Harris. They lost Reddick who was lights out yeah. for them. Yeah, they don't really have any like gunners. But like a team like Denver, I think a team like um I was gonna say the Thunder, but I don't think that would mesh. But talking about like a young, fast, offensive minded team with shooters, I think that's where Ben Simmons could really thrive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he oh, he needs to improve at the very least his free throw shooting. I mean, I, I'm saying I'm we're doing a podcast here, and I'm saying that Ben Simmons needs to improve his three his free throw shooting. Like he well, just got he, paid, uh, he doesn't need to do anything, yeah. right? <laughs> but the point is, if he wants to make like, at the very least, like I he needs to improve. I think he should need to improve his free throw shooting, right? Because he becomes, I don't want to say a, a liability because he's not, he's a very good player. But at the end of games, you know, he tends, he tends to be more passive than aggressive. Mm. All game is aggressive. All game is amazing. But getting to the line and missing two free throws in the last six minutes is a turnover, pretty much. Wow, yeah. Because yeah, you, yeah. You, you got to the line, you, all right, you, get, you, you get the other team in foul trouble. There's the benefit from a turnover, obviously, and there's no points off turnovers like a transition basket. But essentially, you're giving the ball to their team without getting any points in that possession. So, you know, if if he can, his game will drastically improve if he can just improve his free throw shooting because he's he's that good everywhere else. I, I love him, like I love him as a player. Like I'm not like don't get it twisted. Like he's a great player, and I have a lot of respect for his game. But if I had to tell him one thing, I'd say, hey, like, if you can improve your free throw shooting, and it's just going to give him the confidence moving forward to be the player he is later in games, too. And then you can really probably evaluate the Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons experiment. I mean, those are two great players to have as a core for your team. Um, that's better than the Knicks. I mean, you know. Oh, please. Yeah. That's not enough. Enough. I know, I know. I had to bring him up once, though. Yeah, this is my team. I had to bring him up once, dude. Right before this run that the Suns went on, like there were some rumblings of like the Leon Rose connection mm-hmm. to the Knicks, and like when when are we gonna get Devin Booker? In everyone's six years? supposed to be a Nick, and they're never a Nick. It's not happening. It's never gonna happen until the top changes. Yeah, and he ain't selling that team. 
when you've been a dumpster fire for 30 years. You've had, I think they've had four good seasons since like I was born in 91. I think they have one of the worst win percentages in the NBA. In the, I think maybe the worst win percentage. And they're the percentage. third most expensive franchise in the NBA? Or, or is that in the world? No, they're number one in the NBA. Uh, number one in the NBA. Yeah, by Forbes' estimate, yeah. And they win what? Fucking 12 games a year? <laughs> it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. I mean... You throw a guy like Damian Lillard in MSG and he does what he's been doing with Portland... He's the biggest. He's the biggest athlete. He's a in the megastar. World. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a megastar now, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Look, the, the 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 paradigm shift between major market teams and small market teams with the advance of technology, social media, and their profile, their social profile Breach. has reduced. Right. Previously, in the older days, you had to be in a big market team to be a big star. That doesn't have to be the case anymore. So there's more power to small market teams now. Um, but there is something to marketing dollars for a big player in the NBA to be in New York or to be in LA. There's a lot to go off there. Uh, there the eyes, uh, the clicks now, right? Yep. It, it just generates so much hype. And the city just feels different too. The city just like, when the Knicks are good... Yeah, man. It's always, it just feels so you good, you know? I can't explain. I don't know. It's hard to explain it. I don't know what other cities can relate to that. Not even from a basketball perspective, yeah. just like a sports. Like maybe when the Cubs won the World Series, like yeah. that year when your expectations were like, yo, we might actually be good. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't think of one. Maybe in Canada, like when the hockey teams are really good, like the Maple Leafs or the Canucks mm-hmm. or, or the Canadians. But man, I remember Linsanity was like crazy. Crazy, yeah, the, like the city was on fire. Like yeah. even every party you went to, everyone was talking about the Knicks. Yeah, like you're just yo. You see the Knicks game. You see what my boy did. Like it, it just feels different. Yeah. The city's like it literally feels like it's on fire when the Knicks are good. Yo, I would say they're the most important team to the city. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, like Yankees. Yeah, I mean the Yankees have you. I mean you got to give the Yankees all the credit in the world, right? Right. Yeah. Like they're they've been the one. They've they've been the best franchise in New York. Yeah. Well, I, I think just across the board in all sports, they've been the most successful. They've been right? one. The yeah. Seven championships. Right. Yeah. It's kind of so. But I I think like maybe because there's that sustained excellence with the Yankees, where like. All right, you're gonna win 98 games. It's almost like an expectation. Like you have, yeah, you're yeah, gonna win the game. Yeah. Oh, right. you didn't go to the like. This is a team. Oh, you're a year early, and you're on your like when you're repositioning the team, and like your players are are really good a year earlier than expected. Oh, yeah. like oh, it's the Yankees. That should have happened. Like no, yeah. it's like the management. It's, you know, it, it's crazy that the expectation for the Yankee fan base and Yankee fans is World Series or bust. Where like, you know, for a lot of franchises, dude, I'm a Mets fan. If the Mets were able to. Win ninety five games a year and make it to the NLCS every year. I'd be so stimulated. Yeah. Where like the Yankee fans is like, oh fuck that man. We gotta go get a pitcher now. We gotta go get another bat. We need another reliever. Mm-hmm. It's like bro, you just want a hundred and something. But it's the level of expectation yeah. and the sustained excellence that they've had all these years. But with the Knicks, it's like the Knicks win four or five games in a. In I've a been beaten just- down. I can't even tell you. Like, my expectations are so low now. Now it's just, un- until I see the guy holding up the jersey, I'm not buying into any rumors. Mm. I it. agree. Look, you also have to make New York City a, uh, a destination where players want to go and play. I mean, people want, players want to go play in New York still. But, but they don't want to play for the owner. 
And right. until that changes, I don't think it's Yeah, or, or you need a, just a massive culture change. And hopefully the Leon Rose and Thibodeau can do that. I, 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 and I'm a Thibodeau. Like, I, I like the guy. I think he's going to make them play very hard. I just hope he doesn't play vets massive amounts of minutes over the younger players. I want the younger players to make mistakes. Yeah. I want the younger players to get better and give them a shot, you know? Deserve your but chance. Isn't, deserve isn't, your minutes. Isn't that what ran him out of town in Minnesota, though? Wasn't he, was, he running Wiggins and Cat? They're playing like 44 minutes and... He was playing a lot 82. of guys. Yeah, he was playing a lot of guys. Those, But true, yes. But I'm not saying to play him 44 no, minutes. No, I, I know what you mean. I'm but saying... They should be playing. Yeah, yeah like... I, I liked, I like it when teams let their young players make their mistakes and then rein them in with their vets. Like, listen, listen, Rogue, this is what you did yeah. wrong. Like, like, l- let me show you the right way. Um, but I, you know, again, those players have to deserve those minutes. And um, I mean, we'll see. I mean, obviously, the experiment in New York's gonna take a while, but we've been waiting. How many years now? I don't think that's going to change. I think it's my number one team that if they were to win a championship in any sport would fucking break the internet. Oh, yeah. I I agree. I think it'd be number one headlines in like Indonesia, Japan. It'd be all over the Greece, place. Greece. Yeah. The whole world would know about right. that. Right. And, like, and the Lagos probably have a very similar market. Nah, but no, 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 I'm saying oh, similar market, market yeah, to yeah, winning. Right, right, right versus the Knicks but then they just they're always apparently like the Lakers are winning so much exactly right? they're like, the expectation the is almost they always expecting to figure out a way to compete for a championship whether it's making big trades or big signings like LeBron James and trading for Anthony Davis they're always doing something like that if it seems like whereas the Knicks it's like they're always trying to do something like that and they don't yeah <laughs> you know well I got to make some ad reads right now for the Patreon. Shout out to Ryan Pisner, Nick Chavez, Corey Johnson Hoops, Derek Pleates, and Christopher Velasquez. Thank you for your monthly contributions to the Patreon. All that money is going right back into the show. Madden giveaway, Madden 21. Join our Patreon and you'll be eligible for the drawing for Madden. And we're setting up our pick'em contest for the NFL season. Hopefully we have one. Chris, my guy. I appreciate it. Uh, social media? You on social media? Like, well, yeah, Instagram, man. So what's your thing? C-Y-E-R-O underscore. I'll make sure to tag that as well. Shouts to everyone that listened. And before we go, big ups to Bet Online. Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. MLB is back in action, and there is no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Check out all the odds, futures, and props to bet on, all available 24-7. And with the return of sports, Bet Online sat down with former pro players Eddie George, Harold Reynolds, and seven-time NBA champ Robert Ory. See what they had to say on what it'll be like playing without fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. Visit BetOnline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember to use the promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. Bet online, your online wagering experts. Nailed it! Not to be cocky, but all of you watching while I'm in the cup paying property bills. Got it.